0: Breaking news, forward William Nylander has just been signed to an eight-year contract by the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not yet. What? Not yet. Yeah?
1: Maybe during the recording of this podcast. Um, okay. Is that our intro? Sure.
0: Okay, let's roll. Shut up and and sit sit down. down.
1: What's the lineup today, Jack? Um, so I guess first of all, welcome to episode seven of the Sportsers podcast. I'm Justin, and that's Jack. What are we doing today?
0: Before that, how about we um give a little update on the fantasy sports hockey draft that we're, that we set up?
1: Okay, well, it would be more than an update because we haven't shared this information before. Or are you talking about? We so talk about a baseball pool. I right, talked about the, the baseball pool one. on the podcast previously. So, Jack and I did a baseball pool. It was first ever. It was your first ever pool, wasn't it? And how'd it go? Took the dubs. Well, I, just a sec. Can I get that going? Uh, but your regular season record in the pool was like 50 games under 500. And here comes the dog. Hi, Rory. This is my dog, Rory. You can't see her, but maybe you can hear her. She's out of control. Hey, it's okay. Um, yeah, you were like, <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was like at least thirty games under five hundred in the head-to-head league we played in. And then, um, you get to the playoffs. Thirty games under five hundred in the regular season. You finished fourth at six teams. Only four teams made the playoffs. Yeah. You knock off the guy that was in first place all season. Like yeah. he all season, he ran away with the league. Knock him off in the first round, and then my buddy Barry was second place, then I was third, and I had a, like, I think I had the best team in the league. I, I made a bunch of trades, pickups, my team was star-studded. I was in the last place at one point. But if you look at my, I
0: traded Mike you, right? But you got Kristen Yellett. Yeah, that's the thing, is if you look at my lineup now, there might be one or two star players, but every single one of them. Has had a good year. It's not they weren't like a superstar before and didn't have a bad uh, had a bad year like Bryce Harper. They all were guys like like for example Wilson Ramos. Not a lot of people like knew him before. Like he wasn't a a bigger name. Mm-hmm. Probably the best catcher in the league this year. And like
1: I think Real Muto was pretty good.
0: Yeah, Real, Yeah, he was a close second. He was my guy. Soto, one um one Soto, like I have a lot of good.
1: You know what's funny about, so it was you and me in the final, I don't know if we explained that, and you beat me in the final. It was like 11-7, was that the final score? Something like,
0: like that. It was like 10-8,
1: 11-8. Yeah. Anyway, in hindsight, you traded me Mike Trout.
0: Yeah.
1: I gave you Mitch Haniger, um, Kristen Yelich, and something else. Mitch Haniger. Oh, Hanager, and uh, Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry is a bum, but the other two guys are really good. Yeah. And I was getting Mike Trout, so I was like, no-brainer. Mike Trout was out for a month as soon as I got him. He never even played a game for a month with me. Meanwhile, Kristen Yellich was the hottest player in baseball from the moment you got him. Yeah. And that trade, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the trade that got me Mike Trout cost me the season. I honestly th- wonder if that happened. Mitch oh, Hanniger probably would have been one of my um, one of my outfielders. He was playing so well.
0: Yeah, he's on the bench. He's on the bench. If you want to... My lineup was Aaron Judge in right, Christian Yelich in center, and I had um, Alcides Escobar in the outfield, because he can play in the outfield.
1: Nice. So, yeah, congratulations to you. You're one for one in hockey and in, in fantasy sports. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I guess. Just, um... Not easy to do. No. Good stuff. So, transitioning, you brought up the hockey pool. Yep. So, we're going to do a hockey pool draft for the 2018 season next week. October 2nd. Your first hockey pool. How do you feel about it?
0: Scared. If, you, I mean,
1: if you were the number one pick, who would you take?
0: This might be a little biased, but I'm going to go with Tavares. Really? Point per game um, season last year on the New York Islanders. Right, and mm. I legitimately think he could get twenty more points, twenty more points. That's a hundred goal or a hundred point season than he did last year.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's under. There. I don't think it's unrealistic. Yeah, he can do it. I just don't know how you don't go with David.
0: No. okay. I mean, he's good. Like he's best player in the league, no doubt about it. But.
1: So next week we do the draft. We get twelve teams in the pool. We're gonna have a good size pool for this. Twenty round draft, so we're gonna have what? What's that? Two hundred and forty players in the pool. That's a good. It's gonna be a deep pool. So you're gonna have to know your stuff when you get into the later rounds. The, what makes and breaks hockey pools in any pool, in my opinion, depth. is is that like you're basically like after the tenth round, who you select in those last in that last half could make or break your season. Like it could do could be nothing. You just drop the guys and pick guys up off free agents if guys don't work out. But a lot of the time, if you can grab a guy, that's like top twenty in scoring and like the twelfth round that could that could like set your team apart.
0: Like for example, um, I think it was two years ago, and this is just from the Leafs because I know them best. But um, I would assume that not a lot of people in fantasy would have taken Connor Brown, but twenty goal a year two years ago. Yeah. Like, that's just like one example. Well, even
1: two years ago, probably not a lot of people were picking Mitch Marner. And then he had, like, a 60-point season. That's yeah. big in fantasy. You know, if you took him late, a guy like that can make all the difference. So you're going to look at, like, guys going to their second, third year, looking for a breakout or even rookie. And you they can be better than, like, those.
0: your second-round pick. A 10th-round pick could be better than your second-round yeah. pick. Yeah.
1: Like, like it, let's say someone in the 10th round takes a chance on Rasmus Dahlien. And yeah. then he puts up 50 points. Like, that's... Yeah. This is a steal in the 10th round. Yeah. Now, often the first overall pick, guys get all worked up about them and they really want to take them earlier than that. And usually it ends up burning you. But Daleen could be good. Anyway, we have the draft next week. And in a podcast to come soon, we're going to get these going more frequently now. Um, we're going to do a recap on the Jays in a future podcast. Probably the very next one we do after this one. This one's all hockey. We'll do a Jays one and then we, I think maybe we do like back to back weeks of podcasts or something and we do a recap on the hockey pool draft and how that went yeah. and how we feel about our teams.
0: And like then tw- like a 30 minute podcast. Yeah. It's not that.
1: Okay, so uh, what do you want to get into first? What's, what's outline the, uh, what, are, what are our topics so, today? So um,
0: we're going to kind of be reviewing the Patch Ready and Carlson trade. Some people are a little heated about. Um, or have their opinions, I should say. And we say. might as
1: well start with those because that'll be quick.
0: Yeah, uh, the NHL trophy predictions, like the awards at the end of the year, and we got um, our playoff bracket. We think we'll make the playoffs. It's a little like obviously um, season has started, so a lot can change. But um, based on basically who um, each team's picked up over the off season of determines um, any maybe surprises that we would, that wouldn't have been of teams that wouldn't have been there last year, but maybe there this year. So let's get into the. Um,
1: and we'll finish with our player comparisons.
0: Oh yeah, and our player comparisons, which is all Leafs, Leafs themed. So
1: cool. So let's start with trades.
0: So do you want me to go first? Yeah. All so right. So um, see us do the patch already trade. Just because it's not as big, it's still big, but it's not as big, and it happened first. So, um, first off, the trade was Thomas Tatar, Nick Suzuki, and a second for Pacioretty, Um, sending Pacharetti to Vegas, and.
1: Important piece of the deal is that Pacharetti got an extension. Yeah. So that's big for um, Vegas.
0: In my opinion, um, the biggest player I felt that the Canadians got back, is not Thomas Tittari. I actually think it's Nick Suzuki. He's a good prospect. And um, this, his stats are as followed. Last year, in the 17-18 season, in the OHL, for playing for the Owen Sound Attack, in 64 games, he had 42 goals and 58 assists, um, racking up 100 points. And he recently just got cut by them in...
1: The tryouts... He got cut today.
0: Yeah, so he's back with Owen Sound again. But uh, he's a really good prospect, I think.
1: At work, I have a whiteboard beside my desk, and I've got it written on there, like, the hot take of the week. Just make up stuff like predictions. <laughs> One of them a couple weeks ago was at Nick Suzuki, would be the Habs first line center. Didn't go as planned. <laughs> really? He got cut today. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what would you think of the deal?
0: And a um, second and Thomas Tatar... Um or the other pieces. Um, I think
1: I think Vegas retained half a million dollars in cap hit on Tatar yeah. as well.
0: Let's go back to the Thomas Tatar when he got traded from the Red Wings, which I think the Red Wings got a steal, getting first, second and third from um Vegas. It's a big which, haul. which is quite a big haul for a guy like Thomas Tatar. I think it helps both sides. Um I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just to help the trade. Maybe it was just to get the deal done for Montreal. But I don't see why they'd put a guy like Thomas to in. I like Nick Suzuki because, obviously, Montreal is a rebuilding team. They kind of need a guy like that. He probably... I was actually quite surprised to see him get cut um, today. I, was very, I
1: thought he'd start with the team for, yeah. the for sure.
0: Um, But, I mean, I like it because like, Montreal gets um, some good... Prospects, I guess you could say in return. Um, and then Vegas gets Pachoretti, which, excuse me, I liked a lot because they just lost James Neal. They just lost, I'm pretty sure David Perron. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, they need, they needed to get another forward. Um, if they're gonna have any shot, I think, at making the playoffs again. Cause I doubt that William Carson is gonna have another 40 goal year. So I like what they did. Um, in my opinion, what they gave up is small for them because they have loads of young talent and loads of um, picks. So I, I think for both sides, it really worked well.
1: Yeah, I was shocked that Montreal got as much as they did for Pacioretty, just on account of trading Galchenyuk for Domi.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. Trading, that.
1: Uh, just a, the trades that Mark Bergevin has made recently have not been good. I was very surprised to see what they got back for Yeah, that was a really good trade.
0: I think Montreal got I was kinda of surprised how much they got back.
1: Tatar, so I think his total cap hit is five point three million, but Vegas retained half a mil. So I think it's four point eight for a top six forward, he's gonna get you twenty goals at least and probably about fifty points. That's a pretty solid It's a decent contract. Decent he's just a he's gonna be a good player for them
0: he's their first line by the way he'd, he'd make first line
1: oh he would be a Montreal he's a good second line center or a decent center not center said second line player
0: I say he's first
1: on on a, on a good team oh yeah he'd make a decent second line player I'm okay with that the big piece I agree with you is Nick Suzuki and what is he gonna be is he gonna end up being a top six forward in the NHL or is he gonna fall off and that's gonna make or break this deal on who wins it because Patrick gonna go to Vegas. He's gonna score forty goals.
0: Yeah, he's gonna get, have
1: way more talent around him than he did Montreal. Like,
0: like you said, he's a guaranteed thirty goal scorer. And I think like with prospects, it's just like you never really know what you're gonna get until they yeah. hit their prime and they're in the NHL or they're playing somewhere else. Could be in like Sweden yeah. or anywhere in Europe or like. Not playing at all.
1: I'm so. pretty confident that Patrick is going to be a consistent 30-goal guy for the his yeah. <laughs> contract with Vegas. Um, Tatar is going to be your 20-goal guy, and uh, the second-round pick could be a player. It might not be. We'll see. Uh, and, and so the biggest piece here is Nick Suzuki. Is he going to be a top-six forward? If he ends up being a top-six forward, even a second-line center, maybe he ends up being in that Tatar realm, if that's what he is. Then that's a pretty solid deal for both sides. If he is more than that, which he could be, then the Habs win that deal. If he's less than that, Vegas kind of wins that deal, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah I agree.
1: Okay, so. Uh, Out
0: of the big there trade. Were two
1: big uh, captain trades this summer, but the Patrick one was big, but.
0: A bigger Carlson one, in Carlson. Was bigger, yeah. Humongous trade, a lot of players involved, but the official trade was Chris Tieny, Dylan DeMello, Josh Norris, Rudolph Balzers, a first, a second, a conditional first, a conditional second for Eric Carlson and Perron. Not David Perron, obviously.
1: But Francis Perron. That Francis so him Perron. being in that deal, like he won't play in the NHL. He's basically we. Needed, He's just an add-on. We needed to move a cat, like a, a contract. You only have fifty, fifty contracts.
0: Yeah.
1: So Ottawa's probably at fifty. So because they brought in a few guys, yeah. so they probably had to ditch one. That's probably yeah. all that was.
0: And. Not exact. Hold on, let me go do it. But I'm pretty sure that conditional first is if they make it, or it might be confusing them. But I know one of them is if they make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, then they get a first. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know if they make it, if they're top in their conference or division, um, then they get a second. So, um, it depend. And San Jose, it's that's like a mid twenties pick. So. That's where I kinda of felt Ottawa lost. Um, is if um it was a team like Arizona, then I think the trade's fair and square. Like that's top five pick most like most likely. In fact, I think that's actually a steal. I my thoughts on it are like they just didn't I don't think they got enough for Carlson. And um they didn't really get any prospects, to be honest. Chris Tierney and Dylan DeMello are kinda like they're not old. They're not Prospects are kind of in between. They haven't hit their prime yet. Um, Chris Tierney's good. Dylan Demello's a decent defenseman, but um, I don't think they got enough in return, just because of the place that um the picks were in. and I don't think they got any good prospects, and obviously, Ottawa's in a rebuilding situation, so that's probably that's most likely what they should be trying to go after.
1: They just didn't get enough.
0: Yeah, I, I just don't think they got enough for Carlson, and I think
1: what do you what more do you think they should have got?
0: Well, you bring that up, and there was actually something interesting. Vancouver, obviously, everyone thinking they were in the mix, and one of the teams that w- were in the mix, and there was this um comment that was brought up by I'm not exactly sure who. It was basically like a switch off of different players, if Ottawa were to trade to um Vancouver for Carlson um who it would be, like who Josh Norris would basically be equivalent to from Vancouver. And it wasn't and I thought this would be a lot more fair. And I thought this was a much better trade, but I don't exactly know if Vancouver would do this. But it was Petterson was basically the replacement for Norris, which Petterson's oh, way better way better. Than like yeah. on a whole different level. And I thought like there was other ones um for like Rudolph Balzers and all them. But I just, like, I think um, Patterson like, to begin with, is, like, much more fair than to, for Carlson. Mm-hmm. Like, Carlson, it's debatable, but I think he's number one D in the league. So I yeah, just...
1: Without, there's no question in my mind, Eric Carlson's yeah. best-tent. So I just,
0: I just, in general, I just don't think it was a fair trade.
1: I was listening to Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick's podcast, 31 Thoughts, uh, this week. And they were talking about it. And the thing that they brought up was that when they heard he was going to San Jose, they were like, well, it's either for. Included in the deal with Moore is either Timo Meyer or Thomas Hurdle, like 100%. Because those are two guys. Hurdle's probably at least a second line player, could be a first line player in the future.
0: Chris Tierney on. A team like the Sens probably the second line center, um, Dylan DeMello, It's debatable, but maybe second, um, third, maybe second pairing on defense.
1: Yeah. But and then Timo Meyer is probably going to be a star in the NHL. Yeah, um, top six forward without question. So you you think it starts with one of those two guys? And I think
0: it's unbelievable that they were actually able to keep him. Like I find it really surprising. The fact that that they didn't get either
1: one of those guys and the package that they got was for um, Chris Tierney, who's probably ends up his career is going to be as a third liner. Demello is probably a third pair defenseman at best, and Uh, Josh Norris is maybe an NHL player. Ballsters is maybe an NHL player, and then picks like the picks are great, but those are going to be late in the first round. Like who knows what they turn out to be players? They just got a whole lot of stuff. I I just,
0: I didn't really want to talk a lot about baseball today, but I just thought of something that was actually kind of related to the Carlson trade. I felt like Ottawa was kind of pressured to make this move, and I think that's why they didn't get a lot for him. Kind of like, well, you could probably take both Osuna and Donaldson. I think manager of the Blue Jays was pressured to make the move to trade them just because of obviously the situation with Osuna, and then... Just Donaldson, people not thinking that he fits anymore in Toronto. I, so I think like they were just pressured to make that move, and then kind of like they were in a hurry, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna, whatever we get's gonna be good." So I I just think like they were they had a lot of pressure.
1: Yeah, I and it's funny you say that because I was actually gonna bring up the the whole ownership situation in Ottawa and how. The fact that all they got was just a bunch of stuff, like they basically just went to like Value Village and they filled a box and like this is what we yeah. got for Carlson. And that's that's a disrespect I think to Dylan DeMello and Chris Tierney specifically because specifically, they're NHL players. Like they got oh, a couple yeah. of decent NHL players. But without getting Hurdle or Meyer, it reeks to me of it's the day before training camp and Eugene Melnick comes to Pierre Dorian and says, trade Carlson. Just do it. And Dorian's hands are kind of tied. He's like, got to do what my owner tells me. And I think that's what happened. I think it reeks of that. He's going got to get what you can get. And not to say, like, maybe their draft picks turn out. And maybe Balser turns into a top 6 four, 'cause Because he had decent numbers in the AHL last year. Maybe yeah, Josh Norris. Tur- I was
0: looking at them. Maybe
1: bad. Josh Norris is a player. Maybe they end up with, like, five or six average players out of this deal. Which is great. But... I compare it to another trade that Doug Wilson, the GM of the Sharks, made like 10, 15 years ago, whenever it was, when he he traded three average players in Wayne Primo, Marco Sturm, and Brad Stewart for Joe Thornton, who Joe Thornton turns out he's going to be a Hall of Famer who had already had a 100-point season in the NHL when he was traded, and he actually won the Hart Trophy the year he was traded to San Jose. He started the year in Boston, ended it in San Jose, and won the Hart Trophy. Like, what was... Like, how this guy has done this twice in his career. Yeah. Like, Eric Carlson is basically what Joe Thornton was back when he made that deal. Joe Thornton might have been a little younger at the time, but, like, star players for just stuff. Like, it blows me away.
0: And I'm actually kind of surprised that we haven't mentioned this, but Brent Burns and Eric Carlson, period. Like, how do you... They don't have as much depth, but, like, with that trade, you could argue that their D is almost as good as Nashville now.
1: How about having to play against one of Eric Carlson, Brent Burns, or Mark Edward Vlasic the entire game? One of those guys is always on the ice. Yeah, it's just if There's Vlasic,
0: key. if Vlasic is third pairing, which he probably won't be, but I mean, like, like he's great. Like, but if he manage, if they manage to do Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, and Vlasic on different pairings on purpose, that's how, how do I you, do it. How how do you how do you like you just can't and especially with. Jones, who's decent in Ness, but can be good. And Dell, who's by far... and eh, not by far, but not by much question. The best... One of the best backup in the NHL. How do you deal with that?
1: It's funny that... I'm just kind of piecing this together now, but, like, Nashville's viewed as, like, the gold standard of defense yeah. in the NHL. Like, they have...
0: They have the depth.
1: Yeah. They don't have...
0: P.K. Seumann's obviously their best, and Ryan is...
1: They got Ryan, They got Roman Yossi, and they Roman got Matthias Ekholm. But you look at that, and you're like, they have the best defense. Until San Jose got Carlson, I'm like... They literally have two Norris Trophy winners on their blue line. Yeah. Alright, so, yeah, I think we're in agreement. Not enough in the Carlson trade, patch-ready yes. trade. Could end up being a pretty good trade for both teams. Now what?
0: I think this is our second last thing, other than the um, player comparisons. NHL bracket.
1: We'll do the bracket next. Yep. Okay. I
0: think so. Um, I'll start. Okay. That, Careful, that, bud. That wasn't good. Um, we'll do how east.
1: Do you, how do you want to do this?
0: Both do. We'll both do east. Okay. And then we'll both do I'll, west.
1: I'll follow your lead.
0: Okay. So I got the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers matching up. The Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, rematch from last year. Washington Capitals and the Flyers. And the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Penguins. So Tampa Bay against Florida. Sorry. Six games. Um, I think Tampa Bay is gonna win it. I think, um, you said this, I think, for a couple of series last year. Um, I think, like, Tampa Bay is gonna have one blowout, like, game and then they're gonna, basically take the series after that i think obvious choice is tampa bay leafs and bruins rematch this year though i do think it's going to go in the leafs favor favor i said this last year too Mm -hmm. um seven games really close series i think one player from the leafs that is really going to stand out in the series that you may not have thought is going to be tyler ennis i think he might put up like three goals in this in the first round. I think he's gonna really, um, he's really gonna stand out in this series. Washington Capitals and the Flyers. I got the Capitals in six games, and then the Jackets and the Penguins. I got the Penguins in six games. Okay. So moving on to the second round, Leafs and Tampa. Very close series, battling to seven games. But I do think Tampa is gonna take it. Leafs falling short for the third straight year. And I just think, like, they're so overpowered. Tampa Bay is. I, I just think, like, it's going to go to seven. It's going to be close, but I, I I just think, like, it's a not-so-close seven games, if you know what I mean. Then you got the Capitals and the Penguins. I see the Capitals taking the dub in seven games, which would bring us to the finals or the Eastern Conference Finals of Tampa Bay Lightning and the Washington Capitals. And I think the Tampa Bay Lightning are going to take this game in 6. Not 7, 6. So they're going to go to Finals. Tampa Bay and Caps in the Eastern Conference Finals. Tampa Bay is going to take it in 6. Okay. So what do you have for East?
1: Okay, so I did... I, I laid mine out a little bit differently. Um, first, I, I explained kind of the divisions and the wild cards. So, I just... I'm just going totally off a hunch on this. Like, I don't know if there's any rhyme or reason to it other than, I was thinking about it, and I was like, Bobrovsky and Panarin are in contract years. Yeah, last year's of the deals. Like, they might want out. Like, they're going to they're gonna play Unreal to get big new contracts. Le- they're the leaders of that team, basically. Um, at least in terms of keeping pucks out and putting pucks in. I've got Columbus winning the Eastern Conference like in the regular season. You're, you're kidding. They're in first place. Really? Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah. I'm just totally off a hunch. They got studs. Talking about studs on defense. Seth Jones yeah, and yeah. Zach Yeah, I was just Ransky. about to say it. Like, ridiculous. Those they, they are, are a really good team.
0: That's, I've said this a couple times. It's like a Walmart version of Brent Burns and Eric Carlson. There
1: you go. Yeah, kind of. You can see that. Um, so I've got Columbus winning the Eastern Conference in the regular season, first that, of all. That's... Okay, so, on the, uh, is it the Atlantic and the M- Metropolitan? Are those the divisions? Yep. I, I can't remember the division names sometimes. Anyways, in the Columbus division, I've got Columbus and Washington. Columbus, Washington.
0: You think Columbus is going to be eighth, or fourth, in the Atlantic? Oh. Or, um... Columbus be first. Me- yeah, I know. Washington will be fourth.
1: No Washington, no Columbus, Washington in second place. Oh, sorry. Pittsburgh in third. So those okay. So we'll start there. That's the those are the three that make. Oh, it. okay, sorry. Um, in the East, or sorry, on the other side in the, the metropolitan, I've got Toronto in the division. Toronto in first, Tampa in second, Tampa, Boston in third. Wild cards. First wild card. Again, kind of going off a hunch. His team's been around for a while. They haven't put it together. I think this is the year. Carolina gets the first wild card.
0: Their defense is amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah going from Noah Hannafin to Dougie Hamilton, too. Like, big upgrade there, and they're already good. Yeah. Okay, so Carolina is the first wild card. Second wild card's Florida. So we're on the same page with Florida squeaking. I over.
0: think, just mentioning Florida, and the reason why I think they're going to finish... I think they're going to do good this year. Is Barkov, I feel like he's going to be amazing this year.
1: Yeah, he's a good player.
0: I feel like he's going to have some, I mean, he's already good, but I feel like he's going to have even more of a breakout year.
1: So my pairings, uh, or my matchups for the first round, were Columbus and Florida. Yep. I had Columbus winning that one. Washington and Pittsburgh. I feel like with both Stanley Cup last season, Washington is over their hump on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's maybe fading a little bit. They've been around for a while. Uh, I think that Washington is by them in the first round. Uh, on the other side, I've got Toronto and Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Toronto makes quick work of them. And uh, Tampa. How many games? I didn't, I don't know, maybe six You'd say six? Okay. But like Toronto blows them out a couple times and, and Carolina's wins or maybe like an overtime or something like okay. they kind of squeak them out. Like, it it, it's me. a close series. It doesn't really feel like a close series because Toronto's yeah. kind of in cruise control the whole time. And then uh, Tampa beats Boston the first round. All so, right. Second round, I've got Columbus and Washington still going on the hunch on Columbus. I got a good feeling about them and they knock off the uh, Stanley Cup champs. And Defending. They- yeah, Columbus heads to the conference final for the first time, I think. They've never done much in the playoffs. Oh, Columbus ever won a playoff round? I don't think they have in their whole history. And then I've got uh, Toronto and Tampa. Uh, I think Tampa, just as a battle-tested team that's been there before. I think they just they put out Toronto. Toronto, the big... Uh, Toronto's gonna be the talk of the te- uh, the league this season, but Tampa puts them out in the second round, and then the third round, Columbus and Tampa. I've got uh, my little fairy tale Columbus team going out in the third, and Tampa makes it to the final.
0: All right, so um, going to the West, I got um, I got the Jets and the Abs playing in um, the one uh, the first round. Matching up. I think um it's gonna Jets are gonna make quick work of them in five games. I got the Preds and the Blues, Preds are gonna kinda like the Jets and the Abs are gonna blow by them in six Preds takes that one. The Knights and the Sharks, I think. And this is a little surprising. I mean I don't I don't know how you'd think of it. James Neal, um Perron, all those guys leaving. I think the Sharks are going to win. Okay. Knights are going to be knocked out in the first round. But I think hmm. it will go to seven games. I got the Flames and the Kings. Um, and I think the Flames are going to take it in six. Got getting a lot of players like this off season. like Their team is going to be so much better. Getting Noah Hennepin, too. And then, got the Jets and the Preds. I think for the second straight year, the Jets are going to beat out the Preds in seven. And then I got the Sharks and the Flames and the Sharks are going to take the Flames in seven games. Then we have the Jets and the Sharks. I think the Jets will take them in seven. Another seven game series. A lot of close games. And then we'll reveal who our Stanley Cup winners are after. Sorry, you
1: had the Jets and who in the conference final?
0: Jets and Sharks. Seven games. And then that would lead my finals at Tampa and the Jets and I'll do that and I'll Say that after.
1: Uh, in the West, I have, I'll explain it the same way I did in the East, uh, Winnipeg wins the West, and I'm going to suggest that they win the President's Trophy. Best really? The team, best team in the regular season, the Winnipeg Jets. Really? Yeah. A lot of people are thinking Toronto. Yeah. So in their division, I've got Winnipeg first, Nashville second, Colorado third. On the other side, I've got San Jose first, Vegas second, Calgary third.
0: Okay, so we got the same teams.
1: But the, now I've got my uh my so wild card fun. teams. First wild card is Edmonton. Really? Yep. Edmonton's gonna have a rebound here.
0: Okay. Better fix up some uh gold sending there then.
1: They're gonna be alright. Cam Talbot's played well before. Okay. On the other side. I feel very confident in this. This is kind of like the same type of hunch I've got on Columbus. Arizona is getting the second wild card. You're
0: kidding me, right? I'm
1: not kidding y- at Are all. you
0: serious? Arizona Ka-
1: Making a move on Alex re- Galchenyuk's 40-goal season. Re- you've...
0: Oh, you've really gone off the board here. Alex man.
1: Galchenyuk will score more goals than Max Domi will points.
0: I believe that. <laughs> so, uh, Max Domi... Oh, he's thought to be so good.
1: He fell off the cliff. He...
0: he he didn't fall off. He, like, plummeted to his death.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. But Okay, so uh, playoffs in the West. Uh, Winnipeg is going to play Arizona in the first round. <laughs> uh, Winnipeg probably sweeps them. Okay. Nashville, Colorado. Uh, Nashville might sweep them. But it could be a quick, uh, quick first round in the West.
0: Yeah, I see all my games in the West are actually
1: pretty close. But then we're going to the other division. And I'm going a little off the board on this one, and Edmonton beats San Jose and an unsigned Eric Carlson walks July 1st, and they gave up picks and players and all that, and they go out in the first round. Edmonton's going to beat San Jose. You okay? Jaws on the floor right now. Uh-
0: Speaking of jaws, San Jose Sharks. <laughs> like that
1: least... one rattle you a little bit? Yeah. You don't like that one? You don't think Evan is even gonna be in the playoffs?
0: Okay, continue.
1: Uh Vegas beats Calgary. Uh, maybe that one goes six or seven. Okay. Evan to beat San Jose in seven. I'll I'll add that. Second round, I've got Winnipeg Nashville. On one side with uh, Winnipeg beating Nashville in seven. Edmonton and Vegas. And uh, Vegas makes quick work of Edmonton in this round. Edmonton's kind of, you know, the luck's run out. Vegas kind of puts them out in like five or something like that. Winnipeg-Vegas in the conference final. And I've got Winnipeg taking Vegas. So we have a Winnipeg-Tampa final. How about that? Great minds think alike.
0: Jets and
1: seven. Jets and seven. This doesn't make for good podcasting, but I agree. okay. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, so uh, Winnipeg's a team to beat. Then we're in agreement.
0: Yeah, I think, and I'm just gonna say this right now. He's not even my um, Vesna pick. I think Hellebuck is gonna have. Under a one seventy goals against average this year,
1: not mm. a chance. Under 170? No, no, no way. Yeah, maybe under two. I could see it, but one seventy. I don't think anybody's had an under one seventy goals against in their say a season before. That'd be in, that's crazy. And he's not going to win the Vesna. No, you're talking crazy. Yeah. Okay, but that's I, a, I just made that
0: up. That's I'm... a
1: that's a good way to transition though so our next oh not last thing yeah okay yeah so the next thing is our uh trophy predictions for the season yes just uh see how how this is one of those things where at the end of the season if one of these are right we can brag about it yep so yeah okay so uh start me off with uh let's go okay i'm gonna go from the bottom up i'm gonna direct what order we go in here all right who is your calder pick for Rookie of the Year.
0: I think this is his first name. Eli Petterson. Elias Petterson. Elias Petterson.
1: Going Petterson for Vancouver.
0: Petterson for Vancouver. Okay. Besser. Wasn't he... Wasn't that...
1: Besser was a nominee. Last, he didn't win. Oh. That's too straight. I don't think he won. Who won? I think he did. Who won Rookie of the Year? Last year.
0: I think he might have won.
1: Matthew Barzal. Won.
0: Oh well, that, that's yeah. Okay. <laughs> we we one of us. Okay. I you had, said Matthew Barzal.
1: You had Pedersen. I had Rasmus Dalene.
0: Really? I yeah. think Dalene. I'm. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I think Dalene is gonna really struggle this year. Just like moving from where he was playing before to here. I think he might uh, pick up the pace second half of the year, but I think he's really going to struggle in the first half, just like, kind of moving in. So I don't think I think he's going to have, he's going to dig too big of a hole to climb back out of. Interesting. So.
1: Your Selkie Trophy <laughs> candidate for defensive forward.
0: Just because you said the Edmonton, is having a shot in the um, playoffs. I'm going to go with Leon Draisaitl.
1: Okay. Leon Draisaitl. Interesting. Okay. Uh, my pick for Selkie was my pick for the Selkie. If he wasn't my pick, he was definitely one of my candidates at the end of season awards when we predicted those a few months ago. I think he got robbed of the Selkie and he's going to win it this year. He's going to come, people are going to start to notice him. New Jersey Devils, Blake Coleman. He led the league among forwards and blocked shots, I believe. And he had like the best shot differential in the league on the penalty kill. Something like that. It was like like these two crazy stats that were like key for defensive forwards that he was tops in. And like nobody, he didn't even get a vote for the Selkie Trophy, let alone like get nominated. He didn't get a vote. So, like that's my pick. I'm going with okay. him again. He's my boy. Put up like 29 points too. He puts the puck in the net a little bit. I think he had 12 goals. He's a penalty kill specialist, and he's he deserves some credit, and he's gonna get it this year. So Blake Coma going up for
0: Another guy just from the Toronto Maple Leafs is um is that is if he make the team is Kasperi Kapanen I think is one of the guys. He's very good defensively. That's interesting. He's really fast. Um, obviously. His finish needs a bit of work, but he's very good at penalty kill. He's very good defensively, so.
1: Who is your pick for the Lady Bing Award?
0: Going off the board a little here. i got Johnny Gaudreau.
1: Okay, I don't think it's too off the board. He might have been nominated for it before. Really? He doesn't get many penalties. It's usually what it's based off of, guys that don't get penalties. Yeah,
0: but I'm going with him.
1: Okay, Uh, my pick is Mitch Marner. Really? Yeah. Okay. So he's gonna light it up, get like four penalty minutes, and win the win the win the bang. Um your pick for the Jack Adams trophy for the best coach.
0: This is assuming that they go far, might win the president's trophy, make it to the Stanley Cup finals anywhere close, but I'm going with Mike Babcock. That's assuming that they make it close. But I just think like with the lineup they have, it's so like how do you, like, when you have Kadri, who's like, who, I mean, it's obviously he'll be the third line center, but like, how, how do you know who to put, like, how do you know to, how to make lines with that lineup?
1: Oh, it's interesting you say Babcock, because I think there's actually a lot of pressure on him this year, that this is go time for the Leafs, and if they don't perform, I think he's in the hot seat. Oh, yeah. Especially after last season, a little bit of controversy between him and Matthews, like what's going to happen there. Yep. Here's my. I'm just gonna throw it out there. Bold prediction for this season. No, I'm not going there.
0: What? What is it? Just
1: okay. Here's what I was going to say, and it's this is contingent on Leafs start poorly. My Babcock is fired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that would never happen.
1: We'll see. We'll see. Never- he might. Win, he might win the Vez. Or he might win the Adams. Or he might get fired. We'll see. My pick. There's
0: no way he's getting fired.
1: Usually, the Jack Adams Trophy goes to the team that surprises people. Yeah, and yeah. then and that
0: do, like doesn't have a good lineup. Like yeah, kind of like well, you said Arizona or Edmonton. Like you said, mm-hmm. they're like in my opinion. I don't know who exactly the coaches for them, but if they make it far, well, then he might
1: win. Like, Vegas coming out of nowhere last year, and Jarg Lant won the Adams and the Lance line.
0: Rolls all off, rolls off four lines.
1: So, consistent with what I was saying about Arizona making the playoffs is Rick Tockett, the head coach of the Arizona Coyotes, will be the Jack Adams winner this year. All right. Let's go to the Rocket Richard trophy for most goals. Who's going to lead the league? Hands this
0: down, year? you probably will have, have the same thing. I'm going Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin. Yep.
1: He's one of the number of times. It's a reasonable choice. Yep. My pick is Connor McDavid.
0: Well, you think Edmonton's going to go far, so.
1: But McDavid's going to another level this year. and He's kind of like, he carried that team last year. and He's going to be like, I'm going to carry this team this year, and I'm just going to shoot a score all the time. So I'm going with Connor McDavid's going to lead leading goals. All right. Art Ross for the leading overall points getter. Who's going to take that?
0: Johnny T, baby! Josh virus Last year, still very good point per game. This year, I said it earlier in the podcast, I think Marner and I think the other guy that they said most likely be with him is Hyman. I think he could put up 100, if not more, points. I think he might split it 50-50. 50 goals, 50 assists. He's just going to feed Mitch Marner all day. Mitch Marner's Martin. going to feed him all day. On a good night, I I'd say out of the 82 games they have combining um for five points, I I say together they will have 55-point games combined together. 50. No. Yep.
1: They're each going to have 25 five-point games. No, together. Oh, between the two of them. Between the two. They'll combine for five points 50 times. 50 times. That's possible. I can see it.
0: Yeah. I think and it, it's happened in the preseason.
1: Actually, that might... That'd be... That's not possible because it'd be really difficult to do because one of them's getting two one of them's getting three or one of them's getting one and one's getting four. If, if a guy gets three points in a game 50 times, that's 150 points.
0: Well... Some Somewhere close to them.
1: <laughs> okay. I can see them doing it 25 times. I'd say 50. Okay. Leafs are going off this year. So your boy, yeah, they could. Uh, John Tavares is your pick. Mine for the Art Ross is also Connor McDavid. Really? He's going to win the Art Ross and the Richard. He's just going to go off like 120, 125
0: points. Well, I have multi-picks, so I, I have one guy that's going to win two
1: okay. trophies. Okay, um, the last three we have the Norris, the Vezina, and the Hart. Who's your pick for best defenseman of the Norris Trophy?
0: Eric Carlson, like him, like he's gonna really carry them this year, along with Brent Burns. He's gonna be like, like their offense. I think after this year, not that they're gonna do bad or anything. I think they're gonna be forgotten just because of how good those two will be. Along with Vlasic,
1: San Jose is a very strong possibility. They could just be a disgusting team to play. My pick for the Norris because I love him is uh, PK Subban. <sighs> Obviously, gotta go with PK, my boy. He's I, I just think that he's got another level yet. Like he's already been really good. He's been nominated for the Norris a few times, won at once. I think he is another level. I think he could do it. Vesna, who's your pick for the best goalie?
0: Originally, I did say, um, Frederick Anderson. That was because if they were to make it anywhere close to the playoff, or finals, Stanley Cup finals, they don't have the greatest D, or so people think. We'll see this year. He would, like, minimum 30 shots a game. He'd kind of be carrying them on their shoulders. So That's why I would, I originally took him. But I kind of thought that was a little off the board, and I'm going to go with Vlasileski Um He had a really good first half last year, kind of struggled in the second half. I think he's going to repeat his first half year last year. So for this time, it's going to be for 70 games, assuming he plays that much, which I could, that's a very big possibility. They don't have um, a great secondary goalie down in Tampa. So I, I could really see him having a good year, like a really good year this year.
1: That's a strong pick. I I support it. That's not who I picked. I picked from my uh, Winnipeg Jets, Connor Hallebach is going to win the Vesna.
0: Yeah, I said he was going to have under 1.7 goals <laughs> against average. <laughs> Vesna loves the Vesna. I'm not like, I'm...
1: delete that. Like, don't <laughs> like, edit. That. I can't delete it now. You're telling me to delete it. And last but not least, who is going to be your league MVP in the Hart Trophy winner? Chosen for
0: who I picked number one in fantasy, we're going with Johnny T again!
1: Oh! You're a homer.
0: I know. <laughs> I honestly think, though, that he's going to go off this year, like, either him or Marner, and they're going to, like, destroy the league.
1: It's possible. Like,
0: I think those two are going to they might very well like they'll both be at the top, um, for most points, and I think they could like beat the third man by like fifteen points. Possible. Like I think they could be the John Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane of like a couple of years. Whenever when when they were when the Blackhawks were in their prime, when they won like Three Stanley Cups in six years. It
1: could be scary to watch.
0: I I I honestly think they could blow blow the doors off teams.
1: My pick for MVP is probably not going to surprise you. On account as I head him for the uh, who is it,
0: Connor McDavid? There you go. <laughs> yeah,
1: just because he's going to win the Art Ross, he's going to win the Richard. I think this is like Connor McDavid's already had a hundred points, two hundred point seasons, but I think this is like a breakout year for him he's going to go absolutely crazy and put up like 120 125 and he's going to be like I think John cut MVP
0: not just John Deveris cuz i think one of them is going to um it like it depends who's going to it really depends on who is going to feed who more like who's going to pass it more like who's going to get more assists but i honestly think that John Deveris and um, Mitch Marner could combine for two hundred and thirty points this year.
1: That'd be nuts. Two hundred and
0: thirty points.
1: That's crazy. Crazy thing about.
0: Not as crazy as a uh, one point seven goals against average got a a buck, but I mean.
1: Alright, man. Um that's our that's our trophy pick, so let's do our player comparisons and get out of here. Yep.
0: So um all Leafs based. First one. This is a biggie. Austin Matthews or John Tavares? They, it's funny. They were saying John Tavares comes into Toronto automatically second line center. How? He's more experienced. He's He had a better year last year. I think, I mean, this is what they've said they're going to do. The top six forward thing. I think John Tavares ultimately ends up getting more minutes. But, I mean, like who you t- who would you take? Like, obviously, both first-rounders. I'm pretty sure Tavares is the first overall pick. Yep. Who would you take if you were doing a franchise? Right now? Yep.
1: Austin Matthews.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. You, you're serious? Yeah. That, I thought 100% you'd take Tavares. I'd take Tavares. Like, without a doubt,
1: I think Austin Matthews will end up having the bigger career.
0: I think we'll Tavaris, see. We'll
1: see what Tavares can do with a good team.
0: I mean, if Matthews like if he blows up, turns into like a Steven Stamkos, which I think he's going to be more like. I don't know like, who's a good setterman that you could. I think a good one would be Crosby. To be honest. Like, I would
1: say like Ryan gets laugh, but Ryan, scores more goals.
0: Good skills, like he's got good skills. Yeah. Um, good puck handling, but I'm not. I'm on with Tavares. A little okay. older, not much. But I mean,
1: quite a bit older. What's Matthews twenty one? He he
0: he's and like cars. seven years older. Yeah. But I mean, still a beast. What else? Um, hot topic. Um, out of training camp, who um. The reason I did this is they're really fighting for the backup position. Garrett Sparks or Curtis McElhinney?
1: I'm going with Garrett Sparks.
0: Okay, this is good because um, I'm going with Curtis McElhinney. I don't know why, but it, I mean, I might be mistaken here, but I th- he's really gotten a bad, not bad vibe, but he's gotten a bad vibe for what he's done. 2.1 goals against average last year with a 934 save percentage. That's unreal for backup. That's unreal. And Sparks, obviously, did amazing in the HL. I just don't think he's ready quite yet. Um, And in the preseason games, if you've watched, um, I think you'd think the same. But Curtis, I love him for some reason. He's like, you like um, Garvis Solarte, the Toronto Blue Jays? I like Curtis McInerney.
1: I think that if Garrett Sparks hits waivers, some other team picks him up Toronto loses him. They're
0: talking about... Putting Garrett Sparks under waivers. I feel like he's too good of a goalie to do that.
1: They can't... I feel like... Well, that's my point. Like, you gotta keep him, otherwise you're gonna lose him. Yeah. You gotta keep him in the Leafs. Because if you want to send him down, he has to go through waivers.
0: Yeah, I know, that's just, like...
1: And I think McElhinney probably might clear waivers.
0: I think... but They're saying, like... I think, like, if you're not... If he's... Spark, It's funny, because, like, I feel like he's not ready, but... He's kind of hit that age that, like, he should be ready, but he's done well. Like, I think if he's not going to be on your roster, and it's tough because McElaine is getting old, and next year it could be the opposite, and you might even, like, to be honest, halfway through the year, you might get rid of MacLean, you might bring up Sparks. But honestly, I think at this point, like, if you're not going to, if Sparks isn't going to be your backup... You gotta trade him. You, you can't send him down. You gotta trade him.
1: He'll get paired. I think he gets picked off waivers if he gets waivers, for sure. I don't know. So I'm going, that's why I'm going with Sparks. I think that McElhinney probably clears waivers.
0: I think they pick McElhinney, but they get rid of Sparks. It's just how it's Yeah, it
1: could happen. They trade Sparks for maybe a depth D or something.
0: Depth D, and then like bring the McAdam guy. who's playing in like OHL or something. Bring him as a backup in yeah. Toronto. He's in the
1: ECHL, or he would be hypothetically.
0: He, not great, but hmm. decent. Um, last one, another Austin Matthews one. Austin Matthews or Mitch Marner.
1: Austin Matthews.
0: And what is Mitch Marner?
1: Wait, you're just dumping all over Matthews, eh? He, he, you want he, Tavares? You want Marner?
0: He's he's good, but I mean, oh, I'm so sold on Tavares and Marner, and like I obviously. It's different, like, Austin Matthews or Marner. I think is Ma- um, more explosive. I think Matthews is kind of more that, um, whoa guy. But I think Marner, like, like if he were to break out, which I think he could do, everyone's just like, Where- where'd this come from? Like, I think he's not, like, supposed to be, and I put quotations on that, supposed to be one of the top players in the NHL. And supposed to be as good as Matthews, but I th- really think that maybe not now at this point, but I think he really could be better than Matthews. So I-, I take him.
1: I think you're nuts. Okay, I'm gonna throw out a hypothetical for you. Just making this up on the fly, since you seem to be hard on uh, Matthews. I here. love
0: Matthew. I don't know what you're talking about. But,
1: but let's suppose that we agree that the Leafs have to trade one of. Matthews, Marner, or Nylander for a defenseman to make it to the next step. Can we agree on that? Like, hypothetically. Okay. So, would you rather trade like Nylander for some guy like Justin Falk or would you rather trade Matthews for, like, Seth Jones.
0: I trade Matthews. <laughs> this makes it seem like I'm pew, dumb. Pew, pew, pew. Shots um, fired. Couple reasons. Obviously, Nealander's not as good as um, Matthews. Not to dump on Matthews, or Nealander. Matthews is going to make more money. And ultimately, I think Marner is going to make around or he'll make a lot less money than Matthews, and ultimately I think he could end up being the same player, not same Did type. Did I say
1: Marner because I meant Nylander? Nylander for Falk or oh sorry. Matthews for Jones.
0: Oh, then in that case, Nylander. Nylander. So you'd rather
1: get the less... So my point here was...
0: Yeah, who should, is... You?
1: Would you trade yeah. a lesser player for a lesser defenseman, or would you like shoot for the stars and trade Matthews for like a number one bonafide...
0: Yeah, see this is my thing. At this point, Nylander wants eight point five. And that's assuming right now, like let's he could end up getting like six, which would be at this point a steal. Um I guess you could say. But eight point five that's less than a three mil difference between what Matthews will probably make eleven, I would assume.
1: I'd offer Matthews the same contract that Tavares has.
0: Yeah, I I'd agree. And I but I think if you're gonna get um the difference between Seth Jones and Falk is a pretty big gap. I think you could actually end up getting more than just Falk. What you said for Nylander, I think you could then end up getting more. Same with Matthews. Right, for but Jones. the big
1: piece there is gonna be you're either you're getting yeah. you're, the piece is gonna be uh like a low end top pairing defenseman or a high end top pairing defenseman. Yeah,
0: no, I I get what you're saying. I go with um Nylander. Um, for Falk, just because you can't give up Matthews, and this is where I start to be nice to Matthews, I guess for once. (laughs) Um, Matthews is—he's gonna be a star, and I same with same with yeah, he already is. He is. He already is. Um, and but he's gonna even get even better as he hits his prime. But I think, um, if Nylander's already asking for that much. And like you're you're trying to get um like it's not like you're saying um Justin Falk or Drew Doughty right it's not like you're saying that it's not that big of a gap um so I I just take Nylander just because I feel like it's when you add all the contract that he wants and what you're gonna get in return I think it just um ends up to be a little more fair.
1: Okay, that was kind of unscripted, but I wanted yeah. to know what you uh. Yeah, that was... I wanted to get your take on that because you seem to be hard on Matthews. Like, well, would you rather trade Matthews and get, like, the number one defenseman that's going to put you over the top? Or would you trade Nylander and get, like, a guy that's that's going to really top off, like... Yeah, this just
0: popped up to my head, and I think, like, other than a Leafs fan um, and being so excited in Austin Matthews, if you're another team's fan and you maybe don't follow the Leafs, you probably... Um, offer Matthews for Jones because, like, you already have Tavares, right? Like, your center depth is already amazing. So why not trade, um, trade a um a position of strength? Like, the, I pro I'm guessing that's what a lot of NHL or other NHL fans would say. But he, he, Matthews is gonna be so good, like, like he already is, but in a couple years he's gonna be so good, like it's just unreal.
1: Like the Leafs might have two fifty goal scorers at center ice.
0: Might have three. Well, they not, might not have at three.
1: center. Oh, score no, three oh no! Fifty. No. no. But yeah, they might have, like Marner might score fifty. Like yeah, that's what I'm cra- saying. It's crazy. Marner might score fifty. It's absolute insanity. All right, that's that's, that's all. It. That's all I got.
0: Um. So yeah, that was your that was your boys Jack and Justin. Thanks for listening.
1: Thanks, guys. Coming up, next couple of podcasts we'll have. Hockey pool recap and Blue Jay season Stay tuned. Uh